Throughout much of the internet, for every social justice issue in existence, there will always be a group of comments saying, this marginalized group shouldn't have to explain this to people, or it's not their responsibility to educate your white ass. They've suffered enough already, they shouldn't have to have the burden of emotional labor caused by being required to educate you on our problems and our people. I agree wholeheartedly that it's not your job to educate people. It is emotional labor to educate people, and you shouldn't have to go out of your way to put yourself out there to make people understand your problems, but if you want anything to change, you kinda have to. I've dealt with this issue with people of color from all parts of the world. Feminists, all letters of the LGBTQ plus alphabet, people on all different spectrums of mental and physical limitations, and people who don't believe in the major religion groups of the nation, some with minority political positions, all of whom have a history of abuse or persecution. Sadly, the people who are the majority, or have the power, also have the money to pump into the narrative and common knowledge of the nation. Some are actively suppressive. Some just never bump into these people, or ideas knowingly, and are just giving their experience and reinforcing the narrative. Common knowledge and the narrative are often like big donor money from a super PAC. If people aren't well informed, they'll just go on whatever the commercials or loudest voices say. If you're a poor person running for politics and can't raise funds, no one will hear your point of view. You can't even get ad time on TV and no one will pay attention or vote for you. The same is true about knowledge about people who aren't you. I'm aware of racial and feminist justice because I became obsessed with history podcasts like C-SPAN Lectures in History, where they took live classes from colleges and let us listen in, and I became aware of things every American should know about the struggle of women and minorities for generations. But I'm a history nerd and not like most people. Most people will never know the things I know about this history as they only get the history they know from high school or the History Channel and don't realize that it's a narrative when they just took all the good things and downplayed our pretty terrible history. And also understand the LGBTQ plus issues specifically because I understand and study neurology and the differences that exist in minds in terms of attraction and self-perception. To the oppressed, this history is very real. To the privileged, this history is so out of sight and out of mind that they don't even know what they don't know what they don't know about this segment of history. Justice is for all, and if you're persecuted by it, well, you must have screwed up. Dr. King fixed racism. We gave women the vote and gays can marry. What more do you need to know? Why are you still complaining? USA! USA! There is a way to counter the super PAC of common knowledge and common narrative, but you're not going to like it. And that is grassroots. And by grassroots, I mean everyone who cares or is affected by the issue puts themselves on the line to educate and counter the major narrative. Lots of small donors with their time or money, even if they don't have much from decades of oppression, pushing together to counter the narrative. And the thing is, it works. The only reason why blacks got the right to vote in the South is they went around thanklessly door to door getting people signed up to vote and explaining to white people everywhere why they deserve the vote and basic civil rights and what they were currently going through. There were two classes of people in the U.S. that this worked massively for in just the past two decades. That would be homosexual individuals and non-believers. 
both treated like human garbage for decades, and now with rights and acceptances never before dreamed of, to the point that to this day I get younger people who claim that I was never persecuted for being an atheist, and I shouldn't even try and compare myself with other oppressed minorities. Well, I can tell you, in the same communities growing up, the people there were equally likely to hate an atheist as they were someone who was gay. On the coastal regions, especially now, it's impossible for many to imagine that being an atheist was once a non-privileged class. But the further inland you get, it's more like being gay. You have to watch your step and back and keep it on the down low if you can, especially if you want to keep your job. During the 80s, many people, including R. and Ra, joined paganism because the idea of being an atheist wasn't even thought of as an option. We were associated with communist or Satanist, and not the actual modern Satanist, but the fake baby-sacrificing Satanist from the bad old days of the Satanic Panic, helped spread by Geraldo and Oprah. The Red Scare had pushed us underground and into an underclass no one had dared speak the name of. 1969 was the Stonewall Riots, where the LGBT plus community, after being treated like garbage for decades, finally snapped and realized they were tired of being treated like that and got together and started organizing. They began coming out to people, letting them know they knew someone who was gay or lesbian. Once you realize you know and are friends with someone who's gay, it's really hard to hate gays. It's easy if they're in this distant other group of freaks. They must be evil because my pastor said so. Until your ideas are challenged and you are forced to think about an issue, you're most likely to just believe whatever you've always believed. The brain naturally tries to go out of its way to not have a paradigm shift because that's a ton of processing power that could be used for something more important to one's own survival. This took a very long and thankless grassroots educating process. They should have just been given their rights and people should have known that there was nothing wrong with being gay. But that's not how the brain works. It requires an outside shake in a way that matters to them more than their current beliefs to change their mind. 45 years after Stonewall, homosexual citizens in the U.S. finally got the right to marry in all states, and two years later, the right to adopt. However, in some states, they can still be fired for being gay, and inroads still have to be made in these states, often waiting for the older generation who don't change their mind as easily to die off. Many gays took that same mentality that it's not their job to change things, I'll just put up with it as it is right now. Had they pitched in, who knows how much sooner we would have had equal rights. Atheists suddenly became second-class citizens in the 1950s as Red Scare came around as American equals capitalism equals Jesus and Russia equals communism equals atheist. And if you weren't a Christian, then you must be one of them commie red scum. Few challenged this for decades. Many had to pretend to be Christian just to get by, while not really believing it, and staying in the closet, and since many believed they didn't know any atheists, they just believed the propaganda and that all atheists were evil, immoral devil worshippers who hate God and America and love Hitler and communism. The few who came out were treated with ridicule or derision, often from the media. It wasn't until 9-11 happened and the rise of the internet that non-believers discovered that they weren't alone, and there were actually a ton of non-believers out there. They just had been so isolated, they thought they were the only one. YouTube atheism, along with bloggers and podcasters, found new communication technology without gatekeepers, like in the past, and began the long, arduous process of explaining their positions and what and why they believed what they did, and they began using the model the gay rights movement used and coming out to their families so that they knew someone they cared about who didn't believe in God. 
even at the expense of losing their family for a long time, which often over time makes it a lot harder to hate and vilify someone who was an atheist. Now 25% of Americans identify as non-affiliated and 8% as atheists. Just like with gays, there are still states that would rather punch you as they would look at you and shove religion down your throat, but the situation has gotten so much better for us to the point that I barely make atheist videos anymore because if I have a discussion on this, I link my old videos to that subject. Plus, I no longer live in the Midwest, which helps even more. This only worked because we all worked together to fight. It helped because the internet gamified this kind of action, and educating people on the issues got positive feedback until the algorithms changed and it started gamifying and monetizing the internet for Nazis and horrible human beings. Luckily, there wasn't a specific anti-atheist law we had to fight, just individual policies, and most of those policies there are also religious people helping us in the fight. We got so big that the one topic no longer mattered as much as other more political issues did, and there was a massive split in the movement. But even then, we are all still working towards secularism. Now here we are. White people should just go out and learn about black history and the imbalanced systemic laws that encourage police brutality and racial poverty. Men should read up on feminist literature and the systemic issues and biases that still slow women down from reaching the top or how the patriarchy hurts men too. Cis people should do their research to understand the struggles and abuses that trans people have. Neuro and physical typical should study up on and understand the struggles and way neuro and physical divergent individuals struggle in a society not designed for them. Non-natives should read up on Native American history and how much they were screwed over by our government and systemic struggles they still face that hold them back. But unless they're directly challenged about it, they have other things to worry about. The brain only has so much runtime, and they will naturally prefer to use it for things that give them pleasure, as opposed to dealing with wave after wave after wave of paradigm shifts, unless pushed into it in multiple ways, sometimes in heartfelt emotion, sometimes in raw facts, and more often than not, in comedy to act as a lubricant to the mind to help ingest the ideas better. The other alternative is to expect the people with privilege to explain it, but then you're just mansplaining things to the people, acting as the equivalent of the great white savior for the particular group or community. Instead, we should just be there to listen and, and amplify your concerns and needs and be allies to help you out without making it about us. You're absolutely correct. You shouldn't have to do this, but if you want real change, you kind of have to. It's not fair and it's not right, but the only way to change the public accepted narrative that has its own version of a super PAC is for everyone to pitch in and counter it with grassroots education and challenging. It sucks, but life doesn't care about fair and unfair, just if the mechanisms in place work, and you have to jar those mechanisms or you will never have the freedom you truly deserve. So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm sure there was nothing controversial about this and everyone will happily get along in the comments section, which you can do on the YouTube version of this video or my Facebook page, After School Democracy. Link in the show notes. Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube and I have over 500 videos on different topics that I've made over the past 10 years. Please subscribe and if your podcast site has the option, give me a like or review. If you think what I have to say informed you, consider supporting my Patreon. I'll be doing this podcast weekly and try to get it out on the same day, so I hope to see you here next week, ready to be filled with new ideas. Take care. A big thank you goes out to Elias Garcia Guevara and Joe Taylor, who sponsor the show at $10 a month at the Wapawet level on Patreon. 
Please consider donating as well if you can, and thank you all for listening.